0: be aware of why we are collecting so well and it's not because multifamily hasn't missed a beat right it's not because multifamily is recession proof it's because there's a ton of funny money running around in the market paying us our rents Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. And as always with me on these hump day hustles, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing awesome. Today is a wonderful day. How are you doing, Todd?
0: I'm Doing good. We got some crazy stuff going on here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of text messages last night with all this stuff that's going on. Um, you know, that's, uh, I can't remember his first name, Floyd, um, that was killed by the police officer. And now we've got these riots going on. We've actually, you know, I've got my construction company, and my construction company actually has a job that is literally two blocks away from the chaos. Huh. Uh, we're trying to get deliveries there and dumpsters there and nobody wants to go into the neighborhood because they're setting buildings on fire there's a ton of buildings that uh, rioters set on fire and and there's one big office building i think it was like a five-story office building that's completely gone and a bunch of stuff so they've caused mass destruction um people are injured person's Somebody got shot, like just crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, All in the name of, you know, people trying to stop police brutality. Uh, I don't get the reaction. Uh, I think it's an odd way to show your anger by destroying your neighborhood. Um, And I unfortunately think it's sad to say that neighborhood is probably going to see a lot of problems, uh, in the future because of the blight that's being caused, you know, buildings, businesses will, will not want to stay in the area. And, uh, you know, good people will move out, um, which then just causes, you know, a circle or a cycle that we don't want in, in any neighborhood. Right. We, we want a good, stable neighborhood. That neighborhood's not terrible, uh, right now. And I think it's going to see some, some major, major challenges, uh, here coming up, which is sad, which is definitely sad. So the whole situation's sad. You know, there's no, there's, I, I, I understand the anger, um, uh-huh. you know, and I I, under, I, I get it. I understand it. I just think, you know, the, the way it's being handled is unfortunately
1: just, it's unfortunate. Right. Yeah, my heart goes out to George Floyd's uh, family and everyone else yeah, uh, impacted, yeah, exactly. and yeah. it's not something. Well, things like that, that, you can't really predict with real estate. Uh, you know, you, you have some properties in the neighborhood, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, uh, some terrible tragedy happens, and, and it makes it really difficult for everybody.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, that's not what we were going to talk about today. So let's move on to today's topic uh, or topics. Uh, which? Why don't you introduce the first
1: one? So today we're going to talk about uh, you know rent and how rent collection has been going so far during COVID nineteen and what can we expect for the future.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, across the board, uh, everybody I talked to and I just talked to another multifamily investor this morning. It, everybody's getting their rents. Rents are coming in um, for the most part. You know, there's some, there's definitely some hold-offs, and the holdoffs are are. are difficult right because we can't do anything about it people so I've, I've got a couple tenants that are months behind they didn't pay um, you know right before this whole thing happened and then we couldn't have the eviction processed before the eviction court shut down so now they're, they're many months behind and they're not going to pay uh, likely and so you won't be able to file evictions now if you have a Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loan you can't file an eviction until the end of August, right? And a lot of states are right in that general area. I think uh, the Twin Cities, I believe, is July 25th. Um, and I might be wrong on that date, but I believe it's July 25th. And many, many other states are similar. So that's, that's definitely a frustrating part. But the good thing is that the majority, the large majority of tenants are paying their rent paying the rent in full. And uh, most properties really haven't skipped much of a beat. So our properties, we are seeing really good collections. We're seeing as good or better collections now as we did pre-COVID. And uh, like I said, our occupancy is fantastic because we can't evict anybody. So even the ones that aren't paying are staying there. So occupancy is at all time highs. Now, obviously you've got a couple that are, like I said, that aren't paying. So are those really occupied <laughs> uh, but yeah it's 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 really good now the question goes to how long is it really good? is this sustainable and does it just continue on and we life is normal, or do we see some sort of of big hiccup right and and uh, I hate hearing from some I've heard this several times, like multifamily people, like, ah, see, this is, this is why multifamily is the best investment to be in. See, this is, we told you that multifamily is recession proof. Well, let's not puff our chests out too much here. Let's, let's just push the brakes a little bit and realize that we are living in kind of a fake economy, right? We do have a ton of free money. I call it funny money. We've got a bunch of funny money floating around right now. So people were given the stimulus check. They're getting their $600 bonus every week. Now in most markets, they're getting, they got a. I shouldn't say, in most markets, the kind of median income level is at, or maybe even below. And if it's above, it's slightly above the level of income they're getting today with a $600 bonus um, by the federal government. And then the regular unemployment, most people are getting uh, more than they were getting what you know previously. Now, obviously if you're making 200,000 a year, a hundred thousand dollars a year, or if you live in California or live in New York, or some of these higher, you know, uh, income States, that's not the case, but I'm just talking average and, and, the markets are in the midwest. um there actually a lot of tenants are doing better financially through this. Now, the the real question is when does this funny money stop flowing, right? There's likely going to be another bill passed and that's going to push on and I my guess, my guess is that that bill will push on through election period, right? It will continue to flow that funny money through November. Then, when does it stop? Is anybody's guess. Okay. When it stops, what does our economy look like? And I think that's the big question mark. And we want to say, well, it'll be back to normal. People will be back to um, business as usual because you know everything will be open back up. But I'm not so sure. Even if everything, let's just say everything is open back up, Matt. What about the businesses that went out of business? They, they don't have any employees that they can hire because they're no longer in business, right? And so even if everything's perfect, COVID is a distant memory, which I don't think it will be, but, but what if it is? I still don't think we're back to normal. I still think we have a heightened unemployment rate. I still think companies are hesitant to hire back people right away, even if they are still in business. They've seen a drop in business. So my guess is we're going to see a heightened unemployment rate when the funny money stops, which means rents aren't going to get paid.
1: Yep, and then uh, then it's really going to hit uh, once that funny money uh, stops. I, uh, you know, to be honest, I'd I'd rather this funny money keep going for now than uh, you know the mindset. Uh, uh, a lot of people are saying like cancel rent, cancel mortgage. But there's just so much more to it than that. I'd I'd rather that the money go to the tenants and then they be able to pay rent and pay their other bills and just keep things going for now, uh, than like you know canceling rent and canceling mortgage. There's you'll get you know that's so short-sighted because uh, you know landlords still have to pay for insurance, property management, repairs, upgrades, uh, utilities, and then their own profits to be able to them to get by as well. Um, so I, I'm okay with the funny money for now, but, uh, I, I do look at, oh, what's going to happen once it stops. Um, you know, I, I think you're right. There's going to be heightened unemployment. I heard something like 25% of restaurants and bars are going to go out of business, uh, here during COVID and not open up afterwards. So I guess we'll just wait and see, but, uh, be prepared for it. At the same time, I think there's a lot of opportunity to be able to buy places after that stops.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I agree and in the, the 25% bars and restaurants, you know, who, who threw out that statistic, I'm not sure. And how valid is it really? I, yep. Who knows? Um, uh, there's a lot of statistics being thrown out there. There's a lot of numbers being thrown out there. I think nobody has a clue. That's, that's the real, you know, answer. And, but I think we as multifamily investors, as, as real estate investors, Need to really be aware of why we are collecting so well. And it's not because multifamily hasn't missed a beat, right? It's not because multifamily is recession proof. It's because there's a ton of funny money running around in the market paying us our rents. And what happens when the spigot gets shut off? I think you got to really ask yourself that and be prepared right now to have months, if not years of poor performance, right? So take some of this extra income you've got coming in and put it to the side. Make sure your reserve accounts are flush with cash, right? Make sure you're ready for a bumpy ride, Like, In my opinion, we're almost, we're almost being blessed by what's happening because we're able to prepare, right? Usually you don't see a recession coming until it's already hit. And then it's almost, it's too late, right? We can see this now. There's, there's evidence of a recession that that's going to take effect, right? But it hasn't really, because the government's poured in so much money. So let's take this opportunity to prepare ourselves, right? To, to, fill up our bank account as much as we can to where we're prepared and we understand we can make it through a tough time. Now, what if that tough time doesn't happen? We just saved all this money? Well, then go out and spend it or you know, give it to, do your distributions to your investors or buy more properties. But at least you were prepared for it and, and weren't naive to the fact that this, very well could happen uh that that rents, you know, tenants do stop paying rents. And and is everybody gonna need to stop paying? No. But if you've got ten percent unemployment rate and that's five percent higher than normal, you're gonna, you know, have a percentage, a good percentage of your your building that's not gonna be able to pay a rented full. Maybe it's an extra two or three percent. That hurts the bottom line pretty big.
1: Yep. And uh, I think the money is also popping up, uh, you know, people who are trying to sell their properties, they have a lot of extra confidence in their their ability to get a high price. And so people are still trying to sell for uh, even higher prices than they really should. Um, And then...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's this, uh, there's this like standoff, right? Buyers go, Hey, I want to buy your property for less because I feel like the economy is not doing well and the sellers are going, well, yeah, but look at my rent roll. Like, look, we've collected all of our rents. We're doing really well. Everything's good. And the buyers are going, yeah, kind of, but not really. And so we're, we've got this like standoff where the sellers are going, look, just four months ago, I could have gotten 120 a door. I'll give you a discount, but I'm only gonna sell it for 115. That's that's the most I'll go down. And the buyers are going, look, yeah, four months ago I would have bought it for 120, but now it's worth 95, you know? And so there's this, we haven't came together on pricing yet. Now are there some buyers and some sellers that are meeting and, and getting together on pricing? Absolutely. The longer this stays stable, the the more buyers and sellers will come together on pricing. If this becomes volatile, that'll take a while. Then it's not until pain happens or confidence comes back in the market until we have buyers and sellers coming to an agreement. Right. So the sellers either have to go through pain and go, I gotta sell this. And yeah, it was worth one hundred and twenty. You know, back in, in uh in January, uh, but look, now it's worth 85 um uh, because that's all somebody's willing to pay me. And I'm gonna sell this thing because I I just I want to be done with it. And there's gonna be motivated sellers for different reasons. There's gonna be some that are distressed, there's gonna be some that just want to get out of the game, they're completely done, and there's gonna be others that realize that even though they're selling it for 85 a door and they could have sold it for 120 a door, they'll sell that property because at 85 a door, they're still making a very good profit. And they want to take those funds and buy another property that they're eyeing up that's at 60 a door or 50 a door and do a value add on that. So you might go, well, why would somebody that's doing well in their property sell? Well, it's because they see opportunity right? They view their property as not as much opportunities as other properties that are out of the market. Maybe they've got a different strategy than you. Maybe they love buying super distressed properties. And there's a couple very distressed properties that they can buy that are at you know 10% occupancy and that need you know 30K a unit in renovation, but they can buy these things. And their property is maybe doing pretty well relative uh, with not a, little, not a lot of value, add, but that's the type of value you want. You know, so, so there's, there's all kinds of different motivations for selling and, and are going to happen and prices will contract. Of course, if a lot of the things come into play and we don't know how much they're going to contract, right? They might go from 120 a door to 110 a door and it might go from 120 down to 60 a door. We don't know.
1: How long after the government money stops, do you think we'll start seeing a drop in prices?
0: Um, pretty quick. But you're not going to see you're not going to see the drop. Like I going to really feel the main drop. Um, I don't know anywhere between like six to six to twelve months. But you'll see some you'll see some properties popping up here and there um, pretty quick because owners are owners panic and so they'll, they'll sell. Now those won't be big discounts right? Those will be small discounts. They're going to sell. They're going to try to sell quickly Mm -hmm. they're going to get a discount. You're going to, if you buy that, you're going to be like, Hey, I got a great deal. And maybe you did. Um, but if things are, it depends, and again, all this depends, Matt, all this depends on how bad things are. Look, if unemployment is at, let's call it 7%, I mean, that's not great, but that's not bad, right? If unemployment's at 12%, that's really bad, right? And so if it's at 12%, we're going to see some Big discounts. If that's at 7%, we might not see much of discounts. We might see, you know, 10%. And then you'll see a couple properties here and there that are selling for 15, 20% off. But if you see that 12%, 14% unemployment rate when that money stops, you're going to see properties selling for 20, 30. And then you'll see some of those properties that are selling for. 50 to 70% discounts you know that are completely distressed um, that's not a fully operating property right they're they're distressed completely so but that, that that takes a while like that, that that that's not overnight real estate's a slow game and and a lot of people forget that when they go oh values haven't changed in real estate well yeah but it takes 6 to 12 months for values to change it's yep. not it's not the stock market, it's not overnight. It's or shoot overnight. Like it's not over a minute, you know.
1: Yep, exactly. So there's opportunity to be had just uh kind of wait for it right now.
0: Yeah, I think patience is really uh, important in this time. And it's a confusing time too, Matt, because we don't know what's truly going to happen. So it's very confusing. And volatility is always confusing. You know, even, even me where I feel like I'm fairly educated. I feel like I've, I've got a fairly good grip on things. Man, I, I'm confused as anybody else. You know, like what happens if properties don't go down in value? Am I missing the boat on potentially buying properties right now? You know, if you look at the history of cap rates, for instance, cap rates over the last, you know, 75 years, hundred years have just compressed overall. Like there's ebbs and flows, but there's, there's compression overall. And it's compression due to Mm -hmm. what's going on in the market. What our expectations on, on, you know, basically on our dollar is. And that has, that has lessened and we've institutionalized the market. You know, even 50 years ago, most multifamily owners were mom and pop, right? Now it's changing to institutional and it's continuing to go institutional and that's just driving cap rates down. So it's like, Oh man, maybe I should buy this cap rate right now at a, at a six cap if I can get a six cap because it's, good chance it might be at a five and a half cap within five years, you know, or, or eight years or whenever I want to sell. So I don't know. Like that's, that's, those are things that you've got to look at and and it's definitely confusing. It's challenging always. Yet we don't want to buy in a market that's, that's falling. And so right now my thought process is patience is going to beat going in too quickly. It's going to beat you know getting a deal that is not a deal and buying at the top of market. But again, we got to look at the number one thing that we want to look at is cash flow. Is this property going to provide us good solid cash flow and and we feel like it's going to be able to get through a tough time? And do we have good ample cash reserves and still make the numbers work? If we can. And what's stopping you?
1: Exactly. Awesome. Well, that's all I've got. Uh, How about you, Todd?
0: Yeah, that's it, man. You have a fantastic rest of the day, Matt, and uh, make every day Saturday, man.